Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, adult language, mature themes, and the sound of a gunshot towards the beginning of the episode. When entering the vast, burning wastes of District 3, remember these rules. The sun is unforgiving. Cover your skin and shield your eyes. If the sands move beneath your feet, move quickly. The giant worms are on the hunt. Keep your distance from those with legacy, for they are cursed and it spreads. But most importantly of all, do not Disobey the Twelve. By the order of the Twelve, you are under arrest. This is the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. that piercing pain mm-hmm. in your shoulder blades. You go down, tumbling over the sand. Oof. You're a good 300 yards away from the city wall. It was still within the city? No, 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 outside the city. Okay. So you tumble into sand and tumble down a dune. You take a total of 21 points of damage. Oof. Yikes. Whew. Do I feel anything in, on my back? Yeah, it feels like something sticking out of your shoulder. Oh, I use one of my crystals. Mm-hmm. So is it skill wounds level two? Mm-hmm. So 12. Does that at least dislodge the arrow from your back? Yeah. I, I pick up the arrow. I take off again. All right. This time I cast shield of face on myself. Okay. And I put it in my arrow. Okay. So you get back up flying again. You're far enough away now that crossbow bolts can't reach you. Mm-hmm. So you get up in the air again. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's this stinging, burning hot pain across your back. It starts at your back and travels a line up. And you hear something whiz by at supersonic speeds. As half a second later, the sound of the gunshot catches up with you. Oh. I need you to make another deck save. Deck save. Okay, I'm out of luck. I'm out of everything. So, oh shit, seven. <laughs> Get back in my house. What? We'll see. Hang on. The shot does 22 points of damage. Yikes. The fall does another 12. So that is 34 points of damage. Yikes, okay, yeah. As you tumble into the sand again. Oh. And this time, like, you feel, and it's this just line of blood from your tailbone 
up to your collarbone. Ugh. So like up between my shoulder blades? Yeah. Okay. I stand up and look behind me. Do you see anything? Perception check? Nope. You see the city lights, and you think you see one just sort of, like, blink on and off as your arm is suddenly drug around in front of you as another shot smacks into the shield. Okay, I, I, I reach into the bag of holding and take out an invisibility potion. Uh-huh. I pop that bitch. Okay. So now that I'm invisible, I'm going to use another one of my crystals. Yep. So another 12 back. So you... Pop the invisibility potion and go mm-hmm. invisible. Mm-hmm. And take off again. No sounds. No shots. And I've, now I'm flying at a splint about as, like, how far can I get? You get a good two miles mm-hmm. away from the city before you start flagging. Mm-hmm. So within, like, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I'll say yeah. you can get, like, seven miles. Okay. <laughs> I probably do, like, kind of wipe out in the sand <laughs> just because of... Yeah. Adrenaline and fatigue and all that shit. <sighs> Talia, at this time, Talden, has come back in the house. Talia, what, what's going on? I need a really quick favor. Well, not not until the morning, obviously, because I don't know if he's still there. And um, I've used my, one of my daggers that I have to kind of pop the seal. Can you go find Alan in symbology at the library and ask him to look this symbol up? Yes, yes, I, I, I certainly can. As they're saying that, I'm actually opening up the note. What does the note say? Simply put, the note's a day pass. A sealed invitation granting the holder access to the glass palaces. Well, that's useless to us, but I need to know if these symbols are going to be important later. It's been a half hour, so I'm a little on edge. And uh, I've kind of explained to Talden mm-hmm. kind of what happened. I assume you're actually, like, doing this kind of close to the door. Yeah. Talden turns to take this symbol and go back home when Celine comes in the door. <sighs> oh, my God, Celine! Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. What happened? Um, they, um, nothing, um, uh, uh, fuck it. They shot at me. Heart stops. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're like covered in blood and sand. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's just, I'm fine, really. Talia, you notice that there is a bolt and a large slug indenting her shield, as well as a couple of red lines up her back. It's fine, it's fine. Oh, we should have just tried to get out the front gate. No, it's, it's really, it's fine. I'm like touching. Like, yeah. bits of it, like, oh, God. It's okay, really. You sure? Yes, of course. How far did you get? About seven miles. That's not bad. Well, you should have come back. You well, know, the go- first time they shot me out of the sky, I sort of about it. Wow, but- you're trying to kill your wife. No, I'm not. I'm- <laughs> really, it's fine. All right. Well, that sealed letter's useless, but I wanted to no, see what... really? Yeah. Pretty much, but I asked Talden Ooh. if they could go talk to Alan. Maybe that symbol has something to do with something. I don't know. Might be important. <sighs> Thanks again, by the way. Yes. Celine, you are... Hmm? You are fine? Uh, yes. <coughs> Cough, some sand comes out. I love the taste of sand. 
<laughs> no, really, it's fine. Oh, very well. I, I shall get this to Alan in symbology in the morning. Yeah, just tell him to find James to get the door. Very well. Oh. You're right. Um, am I all right? Are you all right? Of course, of course. Oh. This didn't help, but you know, whatever. Oh, I'm so sorry. Why? I didn't, so sorry. I just, I thought it, it would be easier if you just flew us out of there, but. Well, it probably was. I'm fine. Really. I know. I just. Oh. I hate not being near you when you. May need help, but that was the most efficient way to get us and the horses out. It was, and I would rather one of us be in danger than both of us. I would rather it not be you. Well, I would rather it not be you. Well, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. No, you're wrong. As well, are you wrong? No, I'm not. Okay, come on, let's go to bed. Okay, I need a bath. Yeah, oh. me too. I'm sweaty and gross. Yeah, ugh. This is like sweet. I, uh, I radiated. Where'd you set the door up? Just in the sand? Wherever I could, yeah. Alright. There wasn't anything else around, it's just sand. Just sand. And we're heading east. Always to the east. Alright. Go to sleep. Like yeah. immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. I pass the fuck out. Next morning comes, I believe it's middle of the week. Currently, so Jareth is going to be getting ready for school. Are you going to continue doing that thing with him? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, is he helping you with your makeup, or are you no, helping No, he's him? helping me. I can't really look at my reflection right now. Are you avoiding mirrors completely, or...? Not, not completely. I'm just like, if I can avoid looking... If I can avoid looking in them for a prolonged period of time, then I'm going to. Okay. At some point, he does pick up a hand mirror and show you your reflection. He's like, okay, see? This is what perfectly straight eyeliner looks like. It looks just like when I do it. No, no. This is what you do. And he takes, like... No, uh, no, 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 no. And I move away. No, 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 no. You don't have to make a point. I'm just saying you're wrong. I'm staring at the door. Staring at the door? The out to the outside, oh, yeah. Like walkies, you've a leash in your hand, like walkies. Piece. Sort of. I'm actually like scanning it for any movement. Ah, because I'm paranoid. Because that's this is Talia. She is just in a constant state of fucking paranoia about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a perception check, Talia, while you're out there. Twenty-two. Cool. Okay. Just off in the far distance, like uh, on the skyline to the northwest. You see an airship just crawling the skyline, heading towards Kalkanar. Okay. Go downstairs. Where is your mother? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I gotta get going, so I'm just gonna have the servants whip me up something. Oh, certainly. He, he goes off. I'm going to find you. I'm just... I come and Looking find brutish yeah, at, yeah. The, at the I front come door. to find... I use my, my ring to find... Oh. Talia? Yep. Is everything okay? Yeah, just making sure there's nothing out there when we go out there, because... Lots of sand. Better be just sand. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, of course. What? Did the kid do your makeup? Yeah. Can you t- can you really tell? 
Well, you two have different styles. I look at you. I mean, it's not bad. I'm just saying, it's different. You look fine. You need to clock my eyeliner up too. Wow, okay. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I will keep my compliments to myself then. No, you can you can share your compliments. You look great. Oh, thank you. So do you. Thanks, I think. Kids eat. And Jailer said the servants just whip him up something he had to get going. Okay. Actually, at that point, Jareth comes out the door with a couple pieces of toast in his mouth. All right. Uh, bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye. Swallow that. Chew your food. You see him actually just, like, dissolve once the door closes because right. he's not exiting yeah, yeah, yeah. the same spot. Right. Have you seen Adrian? No, not today. Shall I check on her? Yeah, go for it. Okay, go check on Adrian. Okay. She's in the art room. It's still painted to look like your realm, mm-hmm. but this time she has the easel set back up and she's continuing to paint other things, mm-hmm. uh, posting them up around around the room over the Fate Wild. Does she have a uh, headphones on? Yep. I go up to her and just kind of tap her on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. She looks up, nods, and takes the headphones mm-hmm. off. Good morning. Did you eat? And shakes her head. Do you want to get something to eat? Shrugs. <laughs> okay, I'll get you something. So I go downstairs. You didn't make anything? Mm. Okay, I'm no, going. I just went to the. I'm going to try. So I'm getting all this stuff out. I'm like, this is. Talia does this. Oh, wait a second. Selvins? One poofs and appears. I want you to make French toast. It bows and starts efficiently taking out the things to make French toast. Hmm. Okay, I wait for the yep. Selvin to make, finish making French toast. And I bring some up to Adrian. Okay. Uh, Talia? Yep. Just walking across the horizon, you see a small caravan of some kind. Looks to be about four horses pulling a sled over the sand. About six individuals following it along. Are they heading east, west, north, south, what? They're heading in a more south direction. How do these guys look? Do they look like like families traveling caravan type thing? Make another perception check. 15. It's hard to tell from this distance, but from their size and kind of greenish skin tone, you think a couple of them might either be orcs or half orcs. Two of them are clearly dwarves. The others you're not too sure about as they make their way through the sandscape. I'm just going to watch. I don't, and they aren't on the side of caution and just, nope. I'm okay. going to do some clenched toast. Oh, thank you. So you bring it back up to Adrian? Mm-hmm. Okay. I sit with her while we eat. Okay. She sits and looks up at her, her painting. This is beautiful what you've done. Thank you. Is there a reason you painted it like this? I said you did not want to go back. She just kind of huddles in a little bit and continues eating. It's okay. You do not have to answer if you do not want to. I go back every night. What do you mean? My sleep. You dream about it? The dark, the damp, the spiders. Well, there are still spiders there, but it is less dark and damp. She nods. It's not like that anymore. And she looks up and looks around at the room. Mm -hmm. It's different. It is. But not in my dreams. In your dreams, it is the same. Nods. 
if you ever want to go there to try and um, perhaps see it in a different light than what is in your memories you can always ask me nothing will harm you she looks down at the floor but she nods you could ride on your mother's back she smiles and you can boss the spiders around now you can make them do uh, fancy tricks and stuff but only if you want to they dreamed you have at night they are just dreams they cannot tell you she sets her plate aside and scoots in closer to you my hugger mm. can I tell it's painting or does it still look like it's actually my realm it looks like a painting okay anyway I should go check on your mother she's staring at the door okay I'm not saying anything <laughs> you'll be okay you're by yourself and she nods I have socks you have socks? Where are these socks? Uh, currently pawing at her plate of French toast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I pick up the plate and uh, let us know if you need anything. She nods. And I take the plates back down to dump them in the sink, cast prestidigitation on them. <laughs> and then go to find Talia. Staring at the door. And you a plate of French toast. You, oh my gods. Use a, f- you know, use, use, uh, take your hand and I, Use a fork. It's toast. It's Just French fold toast. It. No, it's French toast. You're supposed to put syrup on it. Oh, okay. Uh, is, is there syrup? Yes. Can I have it? Sylvan, give me some syrup. Yep. Don't abuse that. Oh, I, oh. This is not abusing that. No. I pour syrup on the plate and then pick it up. Like, d- take the French yeah. toast and, like, dip it in <sighs> instead of, like, actually, like, yeah, like yeah. Your there. You know, just swirling it around <sighs> the plate. So, what are you looking for? Just keeping an eye out. For what? Well, I don't know if anybody knows. Just in case we got followed or something. They've got horses. Yeah. And I don't know if they have ways to track. So I've just been keeping an eye out. Mm. So on airship and a caravan, not going in mostly our direction. Mm. But Yeah, riding east. That's the best direction we've got. So we head east until we find something, I guess. Okay, I'm putting sunscreen on you. <laughs> That's what a hat's for. Yeah, okay, well, you know what? I mean, thankfully we're nearby the river, so... But I want to stay away from the civilization as much as we can. I agree. But I can't stay away from too long, because how am I going to get information? Exactly. Piss. Alright, well, whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, before I get the horses out, like open the door just a little bit, mm-hmm. take us. All right, and perception smell check. Fourteen. Hot. God damn. And lots and lots and lots of sand. Another perception, but look around, see mm. if anything moved. Mm. Better. Twenty-one. Nothing. You can actually still see the caravan off in the distance, but nothing new. Okay. Let's follow the river. Hide your wings. Oh, yes, I suppose. I take out my cap of disguise, and I put it on. I make myself look exactly like how I look, but without wings. So the cap goes on, and the wings disappear. Yeah. I have my cap of disguise at hand, in case. Okay. I put up my hood and put my mask on. I just put my hat really low. Okay. Exiting the door heading a bit south and east. 
after maybe 15 minutes of walking, you actually come in sight of the river. You had just kind of seen the river off in the distance on your way in yesterday in the dash to fly out of the city. It was a landmark heading in a vaguely east direction, so you Mm -hmm. probably kind of followed it a little bit. In both instances, neither of you really got a good look at the river and the amount of traffic on the river. There are pole barges going up and down, carrying crates, carrying supplies, carrying livestock up and down the river. So it's a really heavily used. Yeah. There's also a very heavily used road that follows the river alongside. And you even now see four different groups of people making their way towards Kalkanar, heading up the road, and at least six different barges in your line of sight, either heading up or down the river. Is the traffic going towards our direction? Yep. I say in night speak. You want to just get behind one of these guys and kind of blend in, I guess. It sounds good to the me. The best we can do. Yeah. So we try that. Okay. I take my mask off, but I, just, I still have my hood up. Yep. Yeah. And keep the I sun off my, you. My hat yeah. still. Make perception checks, both of you. Twenty-one. Fourteen. Talia, one thing with that check, one thing that you key into is everyone all over has some sort of head and or face covering. A large percentage have face coverings and looking at the weather here, the hot sand, the sun, the wind, keeping their face covered this way likely keeps sand out of their mouths, nose. Keeping a low hat on or a low hood keeps it out of their eyes, keeps the sun out of their eyes. Yeah, that makes makes sense actually. Do you need some linen? Oh, I am linen, don't I? Yeah, here's the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take so I take uh, take the bag of holding and I pull off a scrap of linen and wrap it around my head. It's a very fashionable one. It's like it's like bow tied and, and no, it's like it's like that kind of Galatian like drapey. Oh yes, ah, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, can I have some, please? I'm just gonna wrap it around my mouth. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. My mouth, my mouth and nose. All right, so I, I tear off one for you, and I also wrap it around your mouth and nose, and, and again, very fashionable. But yours is more. It's not so much Galatian as much as just you know a rugged badass in the desert. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm gonna stay in night speak until uh-huh. we mm-hmm. talk to somebody else. Same. All right, uh, you continue to make your way downstream as the river is flowing in the direction you're heading. Uh With the perception checks you both made, there's a couple of other observations you make. Both of you have seen a half-orc a time or two. Neither of you have ever seen orcs. Oh. The shortest of them that you see stand at just above six feet. And the tallest you see, just a hair under eight. Wow. You see them, and they're traveling with other groups of people, Mm. just continuing in a very day-to-day manner. Right. Stories you had heard up north, pretty much every story you heard from up north always said that orcs were raiding parties. Right. How am I not fucking surprised that they were wrong? Yeah. Wow, it's almost like people are idiots. Yeah, sounds right. Yep. 
it takes me like 15 minutes to like go, oh, wow, these are, wow. And then, wait a second. Ah, oh, people are fucking morons. Well, what? I say in night speak. It's like, you know, all that crap that they had, you know, all grading parties and shit. And yeah. Yeah. These look like grading parties to you? No, they look like. They look like a nine to fivers. Yeah, they look, they look <laughs> like. They look like losers. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but. Well, I mean, like losers like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah they look like normal people doing normal things. Like... Very tall, normal people. About midday. You are met by another procession coming from the east heading west. As this group approaches, there's actually shouts out to make way and move aside. And the group that you're just kind of blending in and traveling with, all of them instantly move to the sides of the street. We do as well. Yeah. Everybody is kind of like keeping their eyes down. I look like I do, but I'm actually watching. Yeah, okay. same. Coming down the road is this gilded carriage. The horse pulling it is this deep midnight black Frisian, also wearing a gilded bridle. The carriage is this deep red with gold inlay weaved all over it, made to look like vines. It's both preceded and followed by several guards. The top of the carriage is actually open air, very open with this cloth roof. Sitting in the carriage are four individuals, three of them attending to one of them. The individual sitting being attended to is a tiefling in these very rich, very light-looking robes that are shades of pink and purple. Their skin, this white pink that looks like it would just instantly fry underneath the desert sun. But what really catches your attention are their horns and their eyes, or rather how massive their horns are and their lack of eyes. They have no eyes? They have no eyes. The horns start in the front of their face where their eyes should be. And it's this massive ridge bone plate that comes out to each side of their head by at least a foot and a half. Like ox horns. Yeah. Is there someone next to me? Talia? Yeah. I just kind of get the attention. Excuse me. The woman next to you looks up. Do you know who that is? You're not from here. No. That is Lamaker Bisha. Lamaker Bisha. And who else? They are one of the twelve. The twelve. Where are you from? Uh, overseas. Quite far away. And continues to look down as the caravan passes. Huh. They're going away from where we're going. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. They're going back to Kamar. Mm-hmm. Well, we just wait till that passes, I guess. It is followed by a small procession of what you assume are attendants. Some on horses, some on foot. It's quickly passed and people resume their journey out onto the roads. Um, I'm kind of keeping an eye out, just trying to... Be very wary of our surroundings, mm-hmm. I guess. 
as you continue down the road, it's actually shortly after Lawmaker Bisha's procession passes by, but a number of guards also heading west start shouldering their way through the crowds, just scrutinizing faces as they make their way past. Make my hair kind of go in front of my face. Just look ahead. Like, nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 nope. I look extra. You look extra. I just just look very inconspicuous. They stop and look you over just because you have that look of very much not from here. These are guards. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't stop you. They just kind of look you over taking note and continue Mm. on. As they're passing, I grab Salim's arm. Don't. What? 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 Don't. What? Don't. What? What? Why? Why not? Not until we know what we're dealing with. Bullshit is what we are dealing with. Well, I agree, but... (sighs) Let's err on the side of caution for a little bit, and then you can have Adam. (sighs) Okay. I promise. Okay. As nightfall begins to approach, you reach what looks to be some kind of oasis some kind of waypoint between destinations, between Kalkanar and wherever this road goes. Right. There are a number of people here. In fact, there actually looks to be maybe about 30 people currently stopping here for the night. A lot of them are sitting together in kind of groups of three or five. So as people are getting set up for the night, you know, they take off their hoods, their their face coverings. The winds actually don't seem too bad here right now. And so people are not so worried about keeping their faces covered. And also something you have actually noticed traveling across the desert here, the nights get cold fairly quickly. Mm. So keeping like the hot sun or the hot sand away isn't too much of an issue. But you also notice as uh, people are setting up camp that a lot of mingling is going on. People do tend to stick to their fires individually, but you know, people are friendly. They're going back and forth, greeting each other, people they recognize or trading news, things like that. 22 perception to see if any of them else go wounded. Two individuals, actually, that have been sort of traveling with your group, but always kind of lagging to the back. Mm -hmm. They're the only two that stay separated from everyone else, and everyone else is kind of keeping their distance from them. Mm -hmm. You see, as they take down their hoods, it's two women who have some kind of skin condition. They have several, like, dark patches on their skin and sores, Mm -hmm. very much keeping themselves separated. Is there somebody... I know there's a bunch of people in a bunch of different groups stopping, Mm -hmm. but is there an individual that I see that's kind of giving orders to people? Like a leader of some kind for one of the groups? Vulnerable perception. 15? 15, okay. One of the larger groups, a group of five... Yeah, it looks to be like a group of farmers bringing their wagon back from market, maybe, in Kalkanar. Okay. It's an orc with four other younger individuals. Two of them are look to be human. The other two you're not so sure about. Somewhere between dwarf and human, probably. Okay. But the orc of the group definitely looks to be the one in charge. Okay. 
Um, I'm just kind of looking over at the two that have separated from the group. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see if I can get some information. Alright, be careful. What are you gonna do? I'm going to go see if they need any help. Alright, be careful. You too. And we split. Okay. I walk up to the orc and make it very clear that I am walking up, not trying to get up behind her or anything right, like yeah. that. But I'm walking up and I, I tip my hat. Good evening. Looks up at you. Moon smile upon you. You as well. I was wondering if I could buy some of your time. Certainly. Sit. And uh, one of the other humans move aside. I sit. My name's Talia, and I'm not from these parts, as you might have guessed. Urga. Nice to meet you. And I do actually take out some money. Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh, ten gold? Put your purse away. Are you sure? That is like the literally the first thing that we got introduced to was money talks here. And um, after some information, so I'd be more than happy to compensate. In the city, money certainly talks, as you say. Okay. I put it away. We just got out of the city last night and had a go of it. Lots of information, including the individual that passed us on the street this morning or this afternoon. And I have no idea who any of these people are. Mm. Like, one of the twelve. Uh, uh, <laughs> woof. Woof. You certainly are. Uh, <laughs> certainly are a worm out of sand here. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what the laws are here. He leans back a little bit. There are two ways of doing things. One either follows the precise letter of the law in everything that they do and go to jail for it. Or one finds their own way around things. I'm a bounty hunter by trade. A couple of the younger men give you a wary look. Uh, I put my hands up. I'm after one very specific individual. I have no... Once I get him, I'm gone. Bounty hunters here might mean something different from what it means up north. Okay, two questions. How'd you know I was up north? And second question, what does that... What does Bounty Hunter mean down here? (laughs) He chuckles. You're not from here. You've never heard of the Twelve. You... You're from up north. Okay, fair. What does Bounty Hunting mean down here? Because I guarantee from what I've come across, it doesn't seem like it means the same. One of the young men speaks up. Traitor. What? What does that mean? Urga puts up a hand. Bounty hunters work for the lawmakers. The Twelve. They bring in people for the amusement of those who live in the Glass Palace. Talia looks really upset. Okay, what is the Glass Palace? It is the residence of the Twelve. And the Twelve are the lawmakers. They all nod. They are the... Lords and masters of Kalkanar and of this district. You all don't seem that impressed with them. They have power, certainly. Kalkanar and the rest of the district has thrived under their rule. He actually points to a blinking light 
in the sky that's uh, heading further south. Is that an airship? He nods. It's a satellite. <laughs> airship travel from the spires of Kalkanar all the way south to Breakpeak and further south across the sea. Several other trades of port all built under the Twelve. Hmm. And with that wealth, it seemed that uh, no one goes hungry. It's more than I can say the district wants. Their magic has kept the city standing through windstorms and earthquake. It provides the water, and he, he nods to the river, coming from beneath the spire. Wait, so the water came from underneath the spire? They nod. It is said that when the city was first founded, Lawmaker Bisha struck the rock at the base of the spire and summoned forth the river. Who said that? Just legend? <laughs> it is none. Do these guys seem to believe that? Uh, give me an insight check. 16? Uh, they do seem to believe it. While there aren't a whole lot of fantastical stories uh, surrounding political figures in District 1... Thank fuck. <laughs> I mean, some, like, war stories from back in the day. Those don't count. Oh, yes. They Sarah. don't count to me. Sarah has some stories about her. If okay, you look oh, I'm sure she has all kinds of stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sarah, that's aside. a different. Okay, so we have one mythological figure, and that's Sarah Clement. <laughs> we can have one mythological figure as a treat. <laughs> that I believe. But honestly, what this kind of reminds you of is like old stories, ancient heroes kind of thing. Maybe even some stuff pre sundering. Ah, okay. Like these. Stories of great magical heroes that raised cities by their hand alone kind of situation. I know I'm not here, but can I make a history check? I'm going to say no, since there isn't a whole lot of communication between District 1 and 3. There's no way to really fact check this kind of thing. You could make an LP. (laughs) (laughs) Just magically. Yeah. So these guys are saying that the leaders have a lot of power. And possibly magic. Uh, yeah. Yep. I think, possibly, I think assuredly magic. Great. Grand. That's just what I wanted for my birthday. You already had your birthday. Well, I'm after a very specific person from my district. He's responsible for genocide. Genocide? And more. I doubt any of the lawmakers or their soldiers will be very sympathetic to your goal. They usually don't care about the trouble of other districts. Yeah, we found that out. The information you've given me is helpful, so thank you. Erga nods. You seem like decent folk. I can be nice, but I've got a few tricks up my sleeve as well. And I make my eyes glue just a One of the young men, their eyes glitter a little purple. Ooh, what do they smell like? Perception check. Fifteen. They smell like a lot of things. A lot of changing things, actually. One moment they smell like sea breeze and sea foam. Uh, One moment they smell like sun-scorched rock. And another moment they smell like hot desert wind. But one smell that is constant is magic. 
Oh, okay, they're a spellcaster of some kind. Yeah, and the the changing suggests some sort of wild magic. So, okay, wild magic, Salsa. Neat! Thank you all for your information. We will take it to heart. Uh, actually, point, you're walking over to, or you're talking yeah. to the... Yeah. Do you know what's wrong with those two? They are stricken. What's that mean? Cursed. Erga puts up a hand to just, like, Okay, chill out. He's like, okay, yeah. They are unfortunate souls. They have what is referred to as the legacy. Have they gone to a healer? Healers do nothing for curse. You guys don't have clerics that remove that? Clerics. Healers from the gods. Divine healers. At, at the mention of divine healers from the gods, one of them looks up. There was men from from north came to our town. Oh? Said he was cleric of mother. Yeah. Yeah, cleric of that would be someone from up north. He tried to help them, and he nods over to the people. Nothing for it? They are still like that. What was the person's name? Did you get the name? I I do not recall. He was not in town long before he went out to desert. Which part of the desert? Because that kind of looks like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he just sort of shrugs. Said he heard voice calling him to desert. Said he would return. That was some time ago. We have been in Kalkanar selling wares. What kind of wares? Food. Oh. Basic. Well, again, thank you all for your information. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, is there anything I can do for you? Erga shakes his head. Happy to help a traveler. What's that phrase? Moon smile upon you? And you. So I'm going over to Zatuza too. They look up at your approach and immediately start actually packing up no, no. Their items? No, 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 please. Do you want to fire, miss? What? Do you want to fire, miss? Uh, no, I, um, I could not help but notice it. It seems that, uh, you look as though you are in need of, in need of aid. They look at each other. We are well, miss. Please do not come too close. It is all right. May I ask about the, I kind of, Kind of motion to my face to kind of indicate the cells. They look at you confusedly. You are not from here. No, I am not. We are stricken. Stricken. Our families and our children have all been cursed to live this way. Cursed. They call it the legacy. The legacy. And what is it? Is it only affect your skin? She shakes her head. We must receive oil of the gods, or else we will wither away. Perhaps I can help. I am Anila. May I approach? She dips her head. Okay, so I walk up to one of them. The one that is dipped her head. May I see? Yeah. She reaches out her hand, and she seems very frail. Mm-hmm. 
her skin is discolored in a number of places and her skin also appears to be very dry and cracked. I also am just going to cast Cure Wounds, level one. Okay. See if anything happens. You see a number of the sores cover over and heal. And she breathes a sigh of both shock and re- and relief. Mm-hmm. How did you... Like I said, I am Anila. You as well? I turn to the other. Mm-hmm. And I do the same. Actually, as you turn to the other, she backs away. Mm, no. I have seen this before. What do you mean? You heal. You demand money. I demand nothing. And looks at you suspiciously. The source come back. Perhaps I can do something about that as well. Again, looking very suspicious. The younger one says something in a language you don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. It, it's some kind of common, but it, it's a variation. Different dialect. Essentially chiding her. Mm-hmm. She sighs and allows you to approach. Okay, I cast Cure Wounds level one. Okay. And then I'm going to try Lesser Restoration. Okay. You cast it, no effect. Okay, I try greater restoration. No effect. Do you have remove curse? I do, that's what I was going to try next. All right then. All right, I cast remove cows. Make a con save, please. Ooh. 19. 19 plus, <sighs> so 20. Lesser restoration does nothing. Mm-hmm. Greater restoration does nothing. A little frustrated, you go for remove curse. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, something happens that you've never felt before. There is, in one moment, there was nothing. Then suddenly, there is a presence in this woman's body that psychically lashes out at you as you cast the spell you feel almost certain that you actually just avoided catching it. Catching it. Oh. Uh, what about Elle? Does she seem any different? She seems completely unaware of anything happening. But it, so it didn't work. Nothing, Nothing happened. Ah. Uh, what is it? Is it is this legacy? The legacy of the Fallen Empire. Fallen Empire. It is a curse that was placed on this land, a blight that affected those living. It it has affected our ancestors for hundreds of years. When you say this land, what do you mean? The older one looks around. Tales say before the Twelve, this land was ruled by mighty emperor, an elf that claimed to be a god. And Sonius. Just so. And that is the reason that you are afflicted with whatever this is. It is said when he was destroyed, he left a curse to cast this land in darkness. And in darkness it remained for 200 years before the Twelve came. The Twelve? The Lawmakers. The Lawmakers. What are your names? The younger one speaks up first. My name is Selvikia. Selvikia. And mm. you? And I turn to the older one. She regards you warily, but 
Manara. Manara. I'm sorry I could not do more for you. I will speak with my god and see if he has any insight. She bows. Moon smile upon you. I smile. May you go with the grace of the Undertaker. She nods her head graciously. And I go back to Talia. About the time that I'm heading back as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Back into Nightspeak. Mm-hmm. I've got some information. How about you? Well, sort of. I relay what, what happened. I relay what happened as well. Your remove curse thing didn't work? Yes, kill, well, killing wounds, that seemed to help the outward cells, but do nothing about the, uh... Nothing about the problem itself? Nothing about the... Whatever is afflicting them. You know, look for insight? Go to my cards. Uh, while she's shuffling that, I'm looking around for a place we could put the door that is, like, heavily, heavily discreet. Uh, perception check? Um... This area actually does have some groupings of like palm trees and in the dark it's easy enough to like duck behind some instead of the door on like the other side. Okay. I take her arm as she's like casually. I put my arm around her shoulder and I'm just like we're off for like a love of stroll mm-hmm. or something to the horses. Uh, can, I, can I be extra careful and like sleight of hand this shit? Sure, yeah. I don't want to. I'm paranoid. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to see us putting in two huge horses, as well as ourselves, into the house. So, 21. Yep. Anything good? There was nothing I can do. Right now? Yes. Okay. Perhaps at all. First, I drew the Queen of Cups inverted, which means over emotional, emotional attachment. Uh, which I'm reading as my my desire to help these people, and the fire of swords, which means rest and wait. So there's nothing you can do right now. There's nothing I can do right now. So actually, Talia, as you guys are stepping into the doorway, you hear something outside. Horses coming up on the campsite. People are calling out. Calling out? Some people calling out to the... To the individuals camping. But as I hear the mm-hmm. the horses and the calling out, I push our horses into the front mm-hmm. and I say to you, Caps. Oh. And I make myself look like fun, but dressed like those guys dress. Okay. Yeah, I make myself, I, I take my cap off and put it back on really quick. I shut the door and put in my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna see what's up. All right. There are five individuals all on horseback shouting for people to get up and gather. They all are carrying torches. A couple of them are carrying spears. Two of them are carrying spears. Two of them are brandishing rifles. Not aiming at anybody, but keeping them to the side and ordering that people gather. And we kind of, on the edge of it, but we make ourselves, we kind of blend in. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the guards with a rifle hops down off of his horse and starts shouting out, We are looking for two outsiders. They have committed crimes against the lawmakers and are dangerous. Their names are known to be Talia Argent Grey and Celine Argent Grey. Oh, that's us. People are keeping their heads down, like looking from side to side. 
Urga isn't, though. He's standing a good seven feet tall, looking down at the individuals. We have no outsiders here, friend. Can't you see these are simple folk traveling? <laughs> the guard, who stands at a full 5'8", <laughs> steps up to Urga, looks up at him with just pure contempt. Simple folk serve the needs of the lawmakers. Now his lip curls. I grab your hand, be nice. Nice. Of course. But we simple folk have had a long day of seeing to the lawmaker's needs. And the moon is up. So it is. There is reward out for these troublemakers, he says, looking away from Urga and towards the rest. Those who give information or turn in these wanted individuals will be given great favor with the lawmakers for them and their families. Wealth and honor to those who bring them in. And he looks back up at Erga. Peace be with you. May the sun watch your step. With that, they get up on their horses and continue to ride east. Look at Celine. Shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I say in my head. It's just complicated things. I don't know why they're after us. Uh, well, I know why, but... Well, let's... How tired are we? Pretty tired. If they're after us, I don't want to stick around people. I agree. Don't want to put anyone in danger. Yeah. Especially people who have been nice. Yes. How long can we go before... I'd say you could continue on for another hour or two, if you wished. Perhaps, um, no, perhaps we should ride out. I told you, there's a cleric of the mother out here. Yes, you said so. I don't know who it was. I didn't remember his name. Just that he was hearing voices that were calling him. That was it. That mm-hmm. were calling him to the east. Okay, we're going to put a pin in that. I mean, we could just... We can get some rest and then leave before everybody else. I think that'd be good. Let's do that then. Sleep for maybe four hours and then... Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. At least get a little bit of sleep. Yeah. Is my friend... I'm sorry, what was his name? Erga. What is he doing? He's actually looking around, like, at, at the people. As soon as his eyes go towards mine, uh-huh. I, I make them glow a little bit. He squints at you, nods, and kind of surreptitiously makes his way over. That's a trick. One of many. Thank you. Nods. We're leaving in a few hours. If they're after us, I don't want to put any of you fine people in danger. Continue to head east. If your quarry headed this way, they'll have been headed to the city. Kalundar. Thanks. I hope the rest of your journey's safe. Nods. Moonlight your way. She tends to. Go with the grace of the Undertaker. Nods. Alright, let's get some sleep. <sighs> Welp. This is good. This is fine. This is fine. I don't like it here. I don't either. 
we're outlaws. Yeah. No. <laughs> I am not a fucking outlaw. <laughs> I... Yeah. Except this is the second time you've been an outlaw in like six months. Okay, the first time I was an outlaw... No, both times have been because we defended ourselves. I know, it's, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. I am not a fucking outlaw. This you is wanna go? You want to go catch up with that college with the guy with no eyes and tell him about it? Not particularly. Be like, hey, you. No, no, no. It's, that's fine. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Fey Wild West presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review, or maybe send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round and The Shadow of Ravenloft. Link is also in show notes and website. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio producer and writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Lead writer, editor, and audio producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, assistant audio mixer, social media, and community management is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And executive producer, creative director, audio mixer, social media, and community manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.